raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. From Pro Football Focus, and our friend Brad Spielberger joins us now. Hello, Brad. How are you? I'm doing well. How you doing? What do you gather from what we take away from the Super Bowl weekend and the winner being Kansas City? Is it more of Kansas City being a dynasty? Is it more of, you know what, you better cover all the bases and make sure your team knows absolutely everything according to the rules if you're San Fran and Kyle Shanahan? Or is it Kansas City now winning two Super Bowls after they dump one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, have they devalued that position a little bit or any whatsoever? Where do we begin with the aftermath of that game on Sunday? Yeah, I think for me, it's just that Kansas City and, and this Chiefs team is now a you know undisputed dynasty and, and all those buzzwords. Um, you know, probably the worst roster that, that the Chiefs are going to have, at least on the offensive side of the ball, with Patrick Mahomes for, for quite some time. I mean, obviously, you got to replace Travis Kelsey, but the receivers should get much better. The tackle play should get much better. Um, you know, the young defense was exceptional, deserves a ton of credit. Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator, uh, deserves a ton of credit as well. But, yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes can overcome pretty much anything at this point. And I think the rest of the AFC really missed out on the, you know, down year for the Chiefs. They were not their best all year long, and, and no one could take advantage. So the Tyreek Hill thing is interesting. I mean, if you have an elite, elite quarterback, I do think at times it can be smart to say, hey, well, we'll save some money there. And maybe it's, you know, there, there's more utility placing those dollars elsewhere, whether it be on defense or, you know, maybe better protection because a good quarterback can find an open receiver, even if it's a lesser receiver, if he has a good offensive line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I would definitely caution teams that have a donut Patrick Mahomes of thinking that they can, you know, scheme up and devise a way for their lesser quarterback to still be successful without really, really good receiver play. So Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus with us. I just don't want that to be the case here. I've been trying to teach people here, and especially Chris Ballard and the Colts, the importance of surrounding really any quarterback with weapons, and certainly Anthony Richardson moving forward with weapons. And I know there's no reason here for that be the norm other than Chris Ballard's belief or lack thereof in that position as much as others may justify that belief in wide receiver. I, I don't want that to become a trend that I've been trying to solidify around here for a long time, Brad. I'm a little selfish. Yeah, no, I, I would hope he doesn't think that that's the case. It's, it's certainly not. I mean, there's tons of evidence. We've done tons of research. You know, yes, most of my coworkers, they would tell you wide receiver is the second most important position in the sport behind quarterback. And just, I mean, look at the other team play, play, that played in the game. You have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, two top 20 wide receivers in the NFL. I don't know, guy, you know, went crazy in that game against an elite chief secondary. But, no, the, the way to elevate some of these quarterbacks, and, and there's a perfect example, actually. So, the Niners and, and, and their lack of offensive line prowess, it did kind of rear its ugly head in this Super Bowl. They had some miscommunications on the interior. They had some miscommunications when there was blitzes from the nickel spot and different things they just did not prepare well for or didn't you know adjust well to. Um, and Brock Purdy was kind of under siege. But the story of that team all year long, and it applies to Miami and a lot of these teams, is they get the ball out quickly to elite playmakers, and that actually – makes it so they spend less money and less resources on offensive line. Um, so, you know, there's no you know one way to go about it. But, 
you got to have a really, really good set of talent at one of those spots. And I think a lot of teams do say, yeah, we can skip a little bit on O-line if we throw the ball quickly and we throw it to uh, these dynamic playmakers that can make guys miss his face and run after the catch. Um, and that's what got San Fran in the Super Bowl in the first place. So Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus, he is with us. Did you know the overtime rules that evidently some of the Niners did not? So it's a recent change. I only knew it because when it first came out, there were a million different kind of conversations and data studies. And I think the cool thing about it is the, the entire premise of it was, let's try not to have an advantage for either side. Like that was the whole idea was, we don't want a coin flip to effectively determine an outcome of a game, which is you know kind of what the Bills complained about, and that's why the rule did change. So I did only because there were all these podcasts and articles, and there was even a data study here kind of running a bunch of simulations and, and whether either side is the correct choice. Um, where we landed is like there really isn't one. It's kind of a preference. The first side, the Shanahan argument is a valid argument. You know, just saying, look, we get the first sudden death possession. So if both teams score – we then get to score and win the game. And then the other argument, of course, is, hey, if we're Kansas City, we're going second. We know what we need to do, kind of like college football over time. We can use all four of our downs, which they obviously did on that scramble from Patrick Mahomes. Actually, his scramble seemed like a, you know, a true keeper. Um, you know, and, and so there's, there's, there's merits to both cases, both arguments. I really do think it's, it's a, it, it makes it a coin flip, uh, which, which was the goal. Yeah, I, I would agree, too. It was, it was just funny, everybody trying to figure that out as we went into uh, – got deeper and deeper into OT. I do want to get back to something you brought up. It did seem like if you were going to get the Chiefs, this was going to be the year, and certainly nobody did, and they had to do you know, a large portion of that heavy lifting going on the road in that AFC postseason. So what can they do next year – to fortify what already has become a dynasty in KC. Yeah, so that's the thing, is that you look across the AFC. The Ravens, I wouldn't say went all in, but they're going to lose a ton of talent. They've already lost their defensive coordinator. They've lost front office people to the Chargers, and they are going to lose talent. Then you have Buffalo. They did go all in. They're going to be worse next year. Uh, the Chargers went all in. They're going to be worse next year. Like, you kind of go to Miami, probably going to be worse going forward. So, whereas Kansas City, you mentioned trading away Tyreek Hill, even a guy like Traverius Ward, who played corner for the Niners last night, like they've consistently made those tough decisions to let some talent leave Orlando Brown. You trade a first-round pick for him. You don't love how it goes. He asked for too much money. You let him go to Cincinnati. He wasn't great this year. So, And look, their tackle play was, was not good in the Super Bowl at all. Donovan Smith was probably the biggest problem they had in that game. Um, but that's the beauty. is They can do whatever they want. I mean, they were, not, they were in the top half of the NFL in cash spending either of the last two years. Despite Patrick Mahomes redoing his contract to make him, you know, the highest pace from a cash flow standpoint over a certain number of years, um, if they want to keep both Chris Jones and Legarius the star corner, they can. I don't know if they will, but they can. Um, and then I think you're going to see them just continue to pick their spots in free agency. Like, you know, there were rumors, oh, they're going to go after DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to go up to go after Odell Beckham Jr. I know they talked to both of them, but they didn't offer, you know, Odell one year, fifteen million, fully guaranteed, like Baltimore. And they didn't offer a D-hop, was it, two years, 26, like, like Tennessee did. Is all right, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're not going to spend all that much money. So they're going to continue to do what they do. They draft really well in the middle rounds. They, they, they do pick their spots here and there in free agency. Um, and, and, yeah, they're, they're scary because they're not going to get that much work. 
Yeah, it's a Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. All right, the AFC around them. You can factor in the Colts if you want to as well, but let's go ahead and make a jump. We still got some, you know, really a lot of offseason stuff to talk about, but uh, who? You mentioned Baltimore. You mentioned Buffalo. Who else should be in and around the Chiefs and the AFC if we're talking about the regular season of 2024? Yeah, so those teams will still be there. I just think that they have, you know, they'll have an even smaller chance of winning in the playoffs against Kansas City than they did this past season. And you know, do I think Kansas City maybe bounces back, gets the bye, so they get to play at home throughout the playoffs? Yeah, probably so. So you got them in your building with a lesser roster, uh, and those, you know, Baltimore was healthy coming into the playoffs too. Obviously, Mark Andrews wasn't quite fully healthy, but. Um, I think the team that's going to emerge is, is in that AFC South, and I think it's the Houston Texans. If, if Houston has a really good offseason where you draft well, you have Cleveland's first-round pick, which ended up actually earlier than your own, uh, you know, because you beat the brakes off them in the playoffs, you get up a good player there, and then maybe you in free agency add, you know, another edge rusher or keep Jonathan Greenard, who's on the team already, um, and just add a couple pieces. Like, I think they, they have a couple defensive linemen um, and another receiving option for Tank Dell and Nico Collins and I think they can be a you know legit contender in the AFC next year. Speaking of the AFC and Brad Spielberger's with us, uh, we've heard a lot of things. We, we you knew that there's going to be a different quarterback, and that's what's coming out of Pittsburgh right now. Uh, is that going to be a draft related quarterback, or is that going to be maybe a guy like Justin Fields, who uh, according to rumors Pittsburgh um, liked a great deal when he was coming out of Ohio State? What are we going to see there? Yeah, I did hear those rumors as well in, in uh, Las Vegas this past week. It was interesting when Schefter came out and said, you know, he heard that the team liked him. I think he mentioned Mike Tomlin specifically. Yeah. You know, I know as a person, and like intangibly, of course, Mike Tomlin would like Justin Fields. He's a classic. First guy in, last guy out. You know, uh, incredible attitude. Like, you can't talk to a person in Chicago that doesn't have great things to say about him. I heard that the front office has some, you know, there are some fans of his in the front office as well. So, I think that could certainly be a fit there. You know, probably send a second-round pick or so uh, to go get Justin Fields, bring him in, add just an athleticism that they do not have on the roster at quarterback at all. Um, and then, you know, I still think maybe they explore, you know, a Ryan Tannehill reunion with Arthur Smith as an option. Or you do say probably not a first-round pick because I think at that point you're taking a fifth quarterback off the board, um, even at pick 20 for Pittsburgh. I think there will be already four guys gone by then. But – you know, there's a lot of talent, and maybe in the second or third round, if they don't go the trade route, you know, for a field, there's a lot of talent. Michael Pratt at Tulane uh, is a player I like a lot that could make sense there, in my opinion. So they have a ton of options, but I do think entering week one, Pickett will be on the roster, but I don't think he'll be the unquestioned starter going into the offseason. All right, Brad, I think we all put a great deal of importance on making sure Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, is back here in some form or fashion. Will that form or fashion be franchise tag for the first time with usage since Pat McAfee years ago, or will this be a long-term contractual endeavor from Chris Ballard and the Colts for the wide receiver? What do you think? I think they will find a way to get it done. Um, you know, it might need a tag. It's interesting. I mean, they took things down to the wire, even with a guy like Quentin Nelson. And I know Nelson maybe you know, coming off of an injured year in that contract year, but you've got who's a three-time first-team All-Pro in his first three seasons. Like, about as good of a start to a career as a, as a player can, can possibly have. And he was kind of annoyed. He, he was kind of frustrated. It took as long as it did to get that done. So, Clearly, Indy is, you know, drives a hard bargain. They want to, you know, protect themselves and take care of themselves. So, for all of those reasons, I, I do think you'll probably 
see a franchise tag first, but I think it will be only a placeholder because I don't think they're going to let it go into the year on the tag. I think they will get a deal done once they place that tag. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it gets done in the next couple of months. But I think, I think it might need a tag at first just because the market is so strong right now. The, the, the agency there can say, look, we, we know we're going to get these great offers if we go to market. So yeah, I'll predict tag first and then an extension. I we talked about this before. Is T. Higgins the best of this free agent class where normally these guys don't hit much of free agency, but I guess there's always a chance. Is he at the top of this group? For receivers, no question. Yeah, it's him and Michael Pittman, but I would put T just a, a notch above. What about just a class in general? What is the most robust of the positions with that availability as we get ready to go into free agency? Yeah, so I would say if, if we ignore the franchise tag, I, it probably is edge rusher for me because uh, you have Josh Allen in Jacksonville who's coming off a phenomenal season, probably not a household name. It should be, obviously, you know, in an AFC South team uh, like yourself. You guys are too familiar uh, with Josh Allen, but he was lights out. Um, you know, finally had the sack production. What do you have? 17, 18 sacks this year, uh, but always been a really, really good player. His underlying metrics for us, you know, pass rush, win rate, all those those predictive stats have always signaled this type of season was coming. So he's on there. You have Brian Burns in Carolina. Um, Bryce Huff of the New York Jets, a really good player. There, there are a lot of those guys. I just do think, you know, a handful of them are going to get franchise tag. But the defensive line overall, the interior as well, Christian Wilkins in Miami, Justin Matabike in Baltimore, uh, the, the defensive line is probably what I would say, again, pre-tag, uh, you know, it's probably the best unit in pre-agency. kind of felt like, for the most part, into the season, into the postseason, like, you know, Chase Young was losing money. That's the way that it felt. Uh, and then he made some plays in the Super Bowl. Did he gain any ground on that from what we witnessed on Sunday? It's a great point. I, I agree with you. I think that, that he definitely did not help himself early on. Yeah, he had a great game. He, he did. And he made a bunch of plays. You know, it's interesting. I mean, Donovan Smith has been kind of an issue for them at left tackle all year. A veteran that was, you know, a really good player for the Bucks for a while. But but clearly, you know, kind of just has fallen off a little bit. But, I mean, it, does, it doesn't take away from what Young did. He was beating him with inside counters. He was much better against the run that he's been uh, throughout this playoff run. So, I think so. I'm sure they said, not that, you know, like, it really impresses anyone that a guy gets up for the Super Bowl, but you know, I, I, I think he probably helps because that Lions game was it was not a lot of strong showing. You think Ayuk stays with San Fran's or he end up someplace else? It's interesting. I mean, there there were the you know so social media stuff this morning from I guess I don't know his girlfriend and his friend or something. Who knows? But um, uh oh, what kind of so I, I missed the social media stuff, Brad. Tell that. me all about it. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay, so <laughs> so yeah, Ayuk is entering the the fifth year option of his, of his deal, which. Um, you know, it is obviously a very prime trade spot or extension spot. Uh, yeah, I guess I think it was his girlfriend and then a close buddy of his both tweeted some, you know, cryptic Instagram stuff about this might be our last time going to uh, the facility or something like that. So I don't know what that means or why they're, you know, all I would say is this. Debo Samuel put in an actual trade demand uh, and, is, and is still a niner. So I'll let that one play out. But I think it is interesting where – if the Niners sit back and say, you know what, we don't think we can pay another player top-of-market money, because trust me, Brandon Ayuk is not taking a deal for less than the top of the market, then maybe he does get traded. And I think it would be a blockbuster, you know, first-plus, maybe even two-first-type trade. Uh, he's a special talent. Did uh, Brock Purdy prove himself? And is that enough for you to believe that he and this team, both sides of the football, can get back 
to the Super Bowl next year or at least maintain near the top of the NFC next year? You know, I think they can because the thing with Purdy, too, is I think we don't appreciate that he basically didn't have an offseason for his first offseason, right? He, I mean, I guess he had a rookie, you know, entrance offseason. But what I mean by that is he then has the elbow injury last year in that conference championship game. And his entire focus was just getting healthy and making sure his elbow was good to go and, and he was able to throw the ball and, and get ready for training camp. Now you imagine he's you know, getting together with his receivers to go through different plays and build chemistry and all that. He's probably meeting with Kyle Shanahan to go over, I don't know, technique and mechanics and watch film. So I think that there is an element of, like, he could probably take a step going into his third season because he's healthy going into this offseason. So, yeah, I don't think the Niners are going anywhere. It's getting close. They have some older players. Uh, you know, Trent Williams is 35, 36 years old. George Kittle going to be 31, which at tight end is, is pretty old. But – but I still think the next two years or whatever, uh, they, they are still you know the class of the NFC as of right now. All right, Brad. Final thing with Brad Spielberger of PFF. Gardner Minshew's market value. I thought that it would be of importance for the Colts to be able to bring him back. They may opt to go a different direction, but I would like to have somebody here just in case you have to break that glass because you had to do that a number of times, ultimately, basically the entire year from a year ago. We know that to be true in 2023, but what's his market value going to be? Is that going to be easier said than done for the Colts if they have interest in bringing him back? I think it is going to be a decent expenditure. I mean, he's still not going to you know, get a starting off anywhere, if I had to guess. Uh, I have it projected on our site at two years, $17.5 So $8.75 per year. It's basically the Taylor Heineke contract, but in, you know, adjusted for inflation. Because, look, he started you know, an entire season. He is still kind of who we think he is, but he's shown he could be a you know, 500 quarterback. And, and frankly, you know, it could be better than that you know, because it's not like his roster was a juggernaut around him. They certainly had good pieces and good coaching. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, you're going to be paying one of, if not the biggest backup quarterback contracts in the NFL. But if he was viewed as a great asset for Richardson and they you know, worked together and, and, he, and he helped him learn the game and, and slow the game down for him with what he was seeing, it's almost like, you know, it's funny, I think Chase Daniel, who's an infamous you know, backup journeyman quarterback, so like, I was basically just the most expensive coach on the roster. Like, I, and there's value in that um, at that quarterback spot. So, yeah, not, not cheap, but I, I'd probably do it. All right, Brad Spielberger, uh, PFF. Are you done with us, or are you still coming on? That's up to you. I mean, I have my voice right now. I don't know if you, that, that bothered you enough. No, but, uh, no, that's okay. It just sounds like you got your party on in Vegas. That's all I expected. I would expect anybody to sound like that. The sad thing is I, don't, I didn't really party that hard. I just I just got sick. But uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy to keep coming on. I'll be I'll be in Indianapolis for the combine in a couple of weeks. Oh, so. hell yeah. You got to hang out for a while with us there. I always love it yeah. because I get to sit there in the afternoon and all these guys I want to talk to all walk right by me and don't have enough time to stop. That's always great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> but no, we'll keep it going because obviously we got a lot of steps to take here in this offseason and uh, we love having you on, Brad. I appreciate you more than you know. And, and you're going to be the first PFF guy apparently that I have not run off. I'm very proud out of that sounds great i really appreciate that a ton and uh yeah let's, let's keep it rolling awesome thanks brad thank you something big raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Coming up this summer, so we're talking about a big weekend here and somebody that loves sports and more, the front man of Poison on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. It is Brett Michaels with us. Hey, Brett. Welcome back to Indy. Thanks for the time. How are you? I am awesome, my friend. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Man. I, I'm just excited because we talked last year, and uh, you know, obviously the party gras thing went over so well. We're just going to go ahead and make it even better. This is an incredible lineup you put together. Hey, thank you so much. I, again, last year I knew when I was uh, saying this is kind of what I want to do. I want to bring some friends on the road. I want to make it a celebration with Party Grawl, the fans, the bands, the music. I'm a fan of music. So I'm like, I want to bring out people I like and I like their music this year to be able to go out on the road. Every single one of the, 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 of the musicians joining me is a friend. So you got D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. Think about this. Playing, he comes up and joins my band. We do three of his biggest hits. Um, and he's born on the same day of me, the Ides of March, March 15th. So we've been friends a long time. You've got Lou Graham, who's one of my great friends now, the original voice of Foreigner. Yep playing three of his biggest hits with me. Like I said, no, no, I'm up there. I'm going to play guitar. I've become your rhythm guitarist. I said, I'm, I'm dropping back and I need to hear you sing hot blooded, double vision, cold as ice, and just party with him on that stage. And then we got Chris Jansen, truly one of my great friends, but number one country song right now with All I Need Is You and Buy Me a Boat. We did CMT Crossroads together. Um, and he's just, he's a rocking country guy that brings an incredible, he's like a, a combination of like Mick Jagger and country, you know, that, that energy levels and is incredible. And then one of the greatest ever, Don Felder of the Eagles playing all the Eagles hits. Um, and then at the end of the night, we're all going to get on stage and just do some songs together and just make this an absolute party. That's uh, Brett Michaels, who is with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. 2024 Party Graw, it is going to happen at Ruoff Music Center. Got to get your tickets for that show Friday, July the 12th. You mentioned crossover with Chris Jansen. And I know that you recognize this because you're not only a great performer, but you're a historian of music. There was such a significant country to pop to rock crossover in the late 70s, early 80s. And it seems like that that has been rejuvenated and taken to an even higher level across the board with rock musicians and country musicians coming together and making music that is just universally embraced. Kind of amazing how that's happened. 
I agree a thousand percent. And and you know what's amazing about it? What I find when I'm traveling, like if you, if, you know, I'm going from the beginning of Poison till now, the beginning of the Brett Michaels band till now, right? Right. I've always like in, in the mixtapes when people are coming in, you know, I played everything from rock, pop, country, they, like, and what you find with people, they just want to have a great time. A good song goes back to just being a good song and everyone's singing along. And I'm like, why not make a festival that mixes all of that? In other words, you, you, you have this festival that kind of mixes nothing. Like I said, it's called All Killer Hits, No Filler. And, and just bring out all of these big hit songs and the fans just singing along. And like last year, you know, I'd be three songs into Poison. And I say, I want to do one of my favorite songs from Journey. And Steve Augeri comes out and starts singing Don't Stop Believing." The fans went nuts. Then all of a sudden, here comes Mark McGrath singing Fly. And, you know, it's just, it was just an awesome experience for not just, not just, the fans, I want to say this, but for me as a as a fan of music. He's up, Brett Michaels with us. I'm interested with your connection with Lou Graham. How long has that been? I mean, obviously we all grew up loving the music of Foreigner and loving the voice of Lou Graham, but how long have you guys been together and, and how long has it been since you guys have performed like you're going to perform this summer? So here's the thing, and I wanted to make sure people understood that the with this lineup, there's we're doing a bunch of party Grawl festivals. There's the party Grawl Soul Fire. There's the party Grawl. It's called Mount Rockmore, uh, which is great. But this is the party Grawl Mardi Gras that we're bringing that we brought last year. And Lou and I have known each other a really long time. We've done many different kind of shows together. Um, we just did the stadium. Uh, we were in Green Bay. We did the stadium there together. I brought him out with me. Uh, we just did Rock Island in Key West. He was, I mean, I walked on the stage and I got everyone going, Lou, 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 Lou. It was like we were at a big football <laughs> game. It was a big chant going on. And and I said, no, no, you're not leaving yet. I need to hear this song. And uh, boom, all of a sudden we dropped into Hot Blooded. And it was just a, what a great time. And that's knowing him, but I told him, I said, I need to say this sincerely to you. You were an inspiration in my life, your voice, your songs, your style. And I said, it's, it's what an honor to have you out here, all of us together as friends. Again, it's Brett Michaels putting on Party Gras 2.0, 224 with a variety of folks. Uh, coming to the Ruoff Music Center July the 12th, tickets getting on sale. you got to get your tickets for the summer. It is going to be awesome. You know, the other thing about Lou Graham is I, I think people sometimes forget. I know you haven't. I know I haven't. He's got some great solo songs, too. Like, Just Between You and Me is such a great 80s song. I just can't get enough of that. Yeah, well, and and let me say this. When he performs, I'm hoping that we can change up because we have six versions of this lineup. This right. is the lineup with Dee Snyder and Lou Graham and Chris Jansen, Don Felder, myself. But there's always surprise guests that always come out, sing with us. It's it, it, from every style. You know what I mean? We have yep. Josie from Saliva. Then you have all of a sudden, boom, over here, you've got another country artist, a pop artist. Uh, you know, and and so going back to what we were talking about, 
his solo songs are incredible and we're hoping to do that but right now uh for the kickoff i'm hoping to do hot-blooded and double vision cold as ice and you're gonna see you're gonna see me uh, as a fan not only running out on that stage rocking with the fans but also watch you know like last year just watching coming out and watching the other the other singers perform with my solo band and then joining them just it's that's what he said. This is no ego. It's just a good night of fun. So, Brett Michaels with us. The one thing as a fan of yours that I have noticed in talking with you last year and just seeing you, I don't know if you would call it evolution or what or just, you know, growing older, but your appreciation of just mu- music across the board in general is inspiring to me. And you can tell how much in talking to you now or last year, how much you embrace so many different aspects of music. Well, first of all, thank you for, again, recognizing that. And that that again goes, you know, to my my childhood. Um, And I'm saying this growing up. I just music. I've said this over and over. Music is a universal language. It's it is the soundtrack to my life. It's it's helped me through some tough times. It's helped me in great times. Um, And again, I tell people it's a universal language. It's meant to excite us, unite us and absolutely not divide us. And if you think about this, I'm going to get real serious for a minute. You got just like a sporting event. I'm a huge, avid sports fanatic. But you go to a, a concert or a huge football game, You any I'm basketball, you know, you name it, right? It, any Anything that's happening, you're bringing so many different people together. And you think about the party grawl. So many different people out there coming together to sing, to light it up um, again. And as a son of a veteran, uh, you know, I just take a moment to thank our veterans, our men and women uh, for the freedoms we get in this country. And people just come together. If you if you bring them together, it's a it's a solution. I call it the solution revolution. Right. Yeah. You just people want to embrace each other. They, they want to have a great time. And, and it's sports and, and music that really does that. It's just cool because I don't know if you would define, you know, chapters in your life, but if you did, it just seems like this chapter of Brett Michaels is one where you sit back, perform, and just enjoy music. And there is something incredibly cool about watching you perform and be able to do that with everything you have done and accomplished in your career. Well, again, I can't thank you enough. And if fans get a chance to watch Chris Jansen and myself do CMT Crossroads, we do dueling harmonica solos. People are like, what? I go, oh, Chris, please. I can. <laughs> we, we challenged each other in a great way. It was like a sporting event. I go, oh, hell no, I got that. He played this amazing riff. I go, no, 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 no. I'm going to take that up a notch. And then he, and, and so think about this this week. You know, I, I got to write, and produce and perform uh, a song with Stevie Nicks called Love's a Hard Game to Play right. uh, for her greatest hits record. Then what brought, Stevie brought Miley Cyrus and me together to do my song Nothing to Lose. Then Miley singing, and, and think about the generations there, right? And again, I I say this with a, with a lighthearted but serious tone, music brought us together. It put us all in the same room, and and I feel grateful. 
it's the best way I can put it. I wish it was another word, but I feel I'm I feel grateful and thankful. I, I get to do what I love. I get to play music and meet a lot of awesome people. It's, uh, Brett Michaels with us. He mentions he and Chris Jansen Crossroads on CMT uh, all this week. I mean, you, you, I mean, really all week long. You can find it at various times on CMT, and it is awesome. He's going to talk about uh, uh, buying a boat and uh, having a truck to pull it, and uh, Yeti one ten <laughs> with a silver bullet, ice down with a silver bullet. I mean, no, that's that oh, is one of the. I'm telling you, that, that is one <laughs> of the summer songs right there of all time. <laughs> when you see me and him doing it, watch how much I can't stop smiling. I go, I go, Chris. We're singing that. I go, oh hell no! You're not getting to sing that chorus by yourself. <laughs> I, I, I jump right up there, and then he goes, all right, then I'm doing nothing but a good time, and it, it is just. It's a good time, and I'm telling you, fix a drink, think about this. And his new number one song, All I Need Is You, it's the number one song in country. That's 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 tough to do. That's yeah. a There's a lot of great music, and especially in the country world, those songwriters are unbelievable. And, and to have a number one song, and he's a good dude. I, as a human being, him and his family, and my family, they're they're just it comes together and just good people. Brett, we've got some stuff going on here in Indy with the NBA All Star Weekend. I know you're a huge sports fan, and uh, you talk about music and different genres and a celebration of sports with the NBA All Star Game and that weekend, which is coming up around here, is going to be incredible. Absolutely. And here, are you ready for this? As a huge, first of all, congratulations. And it's just been a little while. What what was it, 85-ish? Yes. I mean, yeah. I'm, Good. Well I'm done. 1995, yeah. Uh, don't you think I don't know? I, I, I'm I telling you, I love my sports. I look stuff up. I need, <laughs> I'm a real-time information guy. So I'm going to give you a great one. So okay. my buddy, one of my good friends is Jay Glazer, right, from right. Fox Sports, you yep. know. And Jay and me have been buddies, and we have a great time together. Uh, my oldest daughter is a sports broadcaster, went to Belmont, and graduated, and now is on ESPN+. Plus. Um, and that's my oldest daughter, right? Right. But you think about this. I got to meet a, a gentleman uh, from Rolling Loud named Adam Ho, right? And so here he's bringing these big amazing hip-hop festivals, EDM, and, and and then all of a sudden they get to meet Mike Tomlin's son, Mason, and he's going to open up one of my shows. And again, I said, these fans in Pittsburgh are going to love you. You come on stage, you're going to open up with this beginning to my show, this like just powerful beginning that he wrote. Uh, lasts about a minute or two, and then boom, we're on stage. And that to me is what life is about. Again, I'll leave you with one thing. And I always say this, I I never fear failure. I fear not trying. That's my biggest fear. Like, in other words, of course, you're going to hit and miss at things. But what I would fear more than any of that is just not going out and, 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 and trying to knock it out of the park and and trying i just i would fear not trying yeah i i, I do too I, I would agree with you on that and i i fear missing out on a good time I always have. Yeah. And, and, it, and as I get older, that's even more magnified in my life. I want to try to be as hassle-free as possible, which is impossible, but I want to enjoy every aspect as we mature and get older right here. It's just more important than it ever was. 
Hell, absolutely. And 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 like I said, it's and I'm going to go from the at the age of six when I was diagnosed being a type one diabetic to this day. You know, doing the five and six five and six injections a day. It's just the way I chose. I know the, the technology is incredible. Um, you know, and I've got the constant glucose monitor. But I said. Then, early in my life, I had to grow up really quickly, and I said, I'm going to find a way to enjoy it. And even if I become a weekend warrior, I love sports. I, I still race my dirt bikes with my kids. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to put anyone out of business in Supercross, <laughs> but I sure enjoy going out and riding. <laughs> so, Brett Michaels, and again, it is 2024, Party Gras 2.0. Chris Jansen, as we mentioned, uh, and Crossroads on CMT. But getting back to the Ruoff Music Center. Tickets available for the Friday, July the 12th show up in Noblesville. It is going to be a spectacular time. It's Brett and all of his musical friends. You will not want to miss it, so get your tickets to get today. Check him out on CMT with Chris Jansen with Crossroads on CMT Music as well. He's an inspiration, and uh, I'm proud to have him as a friend of this show. Brett Michaels on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Brett, it is always a pleasure. If you get to Indy early and you want to do some radio let me know because you're an absolute joy to talk to each and every time you appear on the show thank you hey thank you and can't thank you enough and your your listeners and family uh we'll see you at the show and i consider it done because we could go in there and talk yes i I think we could go all day with all kind of good stuff well i'll I'll ask like 10 second questions and i want you to talk for like 20 minutes seriously (laughs) i just want to soak it all up because you're unique and the way that you share all aspects of it too um it's just it's an absolute joy to talk to you brett i appreciate you more than you know Well, I thank you very much, and right back at you, and have an awesome day, my friend. You too. That's Brett Michaels right there on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Joined now by a very familiar voice, spent so much time here back in the late 90s and the 2000s with the Indiana Pacers. Keisha Walker also is with him, and of course we're talking about Al Harrington on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline that's going to be a part of the All-Star Week and Weekend round here in the Circle City and is putting on what is going to be a fantastic gaming event of his own. And uh, Al and Keisha join us together right now. How are you guys? Great. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Hey, super cute. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate that. I want to start with you right here, Al. How good is it going to be to be back in Indianapolis for you this weekend? 
It's gonna be good, man. I, I actually come back. I, I come back probably twice a year because my mom and my brother and sister, my family, you know, they stayed there because you know I moved there so young, you know, out of high school, and they kind of established roots there. So I'm always in the city, but you know, I never get a chance to be around the arena and around the fans and stuff like that. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, you know, you've had a a great. I mean, you obviously your career get to play coming out of high school, McDonald's All American. They spent some time living with Antonio Davis, which is a fantastic story when you first got here and uh it's almost like you've experienced it all to this point it is a life to this point that has been enriched and fulfilled with living has it not al no for sure man i'm I'm extremely blessed and you know uh me getting drafted by the pacers and moving to indiana when you know circle center wasn't really there it was like and see so much growth in that city you know it's been amazing it's, to watch as well so yeah i definitely have seen it all you know what i'm saying so it's, it's a great that you know the fans of indianapolis get a chance to get the all-star you know to be able to have the the, the brightest light shined on the city and i know the city's going to show up and show out so i'm excited to be a part of it and i'm sure the city is as well he is uh al harrington the former pacer with us uh keisha walker is also with him. Keisha, I want to talk about, too, and I'll get back to Al on this, the Celebrity Game-A-Thon, the BCGA Celebrity Game-A-Thon that's going on on the 17th. Uh, I want to make sure I have this right. It's at 16-Bit Bar and Arcade here downtown. It, it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun to me, Keisha. Oh, absolutely. We're excited about it. It's a fundraising event for our nonprofit foundation. People can come out, play some of their favorite arcade video games, get a chance to meet Al Harrington if they haven't had the pleasure of doing so um, in the past during his amazing NBA career. Uh, we're inviting out a lot of our friends and what we call the, some of the local celebrities to participate as well. And my brother lives there in Indianapolis, too, so I'm excited to be uh, coming in town and to be able to hang out in, in such a wonderful city and to get a chance to do an amazing event to give back uh, during one of the best weekends of the year. Yeah, uh, Keisha Walker again with Al Harrington. Keisha, I got another one for you here. Now, when when you guys go to 16-bit the bar, what what does this entail in, in participation for those that can show up? So they've got a couple of options. We've got tickets on sale at Eventbrite um, under the Gameathon, and then they can uh, they can purchase tickets. They can either get a general mission ticket. Um, and just come in and have a great time. Uh, we have VIP tickets that will include an open bar. And we want them to drink responsibly. They can come and drink and have a great time. Yep. Event doors open at 430. We'll be there until um, 8 o'clock on uh, Saturday night. So we'll give people enough time that they want to go. If they've got tickets and access to the All-Star Saturday night, they'll be able to leave and go right over uh, to the arena for that. Uh, so we intentionally put it uh, before that event and then right after the HBCU Classic basketball game. It's going to be taking place as well on that day. Oh, that's awesome. Eventbrite.com. You search Black Collegiate Gaming Association, and you will find that right there. And what is going to be awesome on a Saturday, that's Keisha Walker along with former Pacer Al Harrington, both with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, how much hoop do you find yourself still watching today, Al? Are you going to sit down and watch games every night, maybe every other night, still all the time? How much do you find yourself getting back to the game and just watching it? I mean, I watch it all the time, man. You know, I, I've never lost my passion for the game of basketball, so I watch all the time. Um, I don't watch as much NBA as I used to. Like, I literally watch it every single night. But um, recently I just uh, joined Jermaine O'Neal's uh, high school staff for Dynamic Prep uh, out here in Dallas, Texas. 
or whatever. So, you know, now working with the kids, practicing every day, you know, we got games. We always traveling um, for games and stuff like that. So I'm definitely around the game every day for sure. That's awesome right there. Hey, by the way, I, I got a friend of both of ours in here. Our good friend Amp Harris is in here right now. I know you remember yeah, Amp yeah, Harris. Yeah, hey, hey, hey jump, hit, hit those headphones right here. Al, Al Harrington, Amp. Yeah, like Amp's acting like he's never seen a microphone before right now, Al. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He going to call me Big Kid. What up, bro? And what a small world, too, because I've also had a chance of, of, to work with Amp. Um, we've had events with Alan Iverson, Dwayne Wade, Magic Johnson Keisha! over the years. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Keisha, everybody knows this guy in here. You know hey, it? He's the most known everybody. dude in Indianapolis. Always I, has been. Yes, sir. I'm looking yes, at sir. Keisha. She just sent me this email with this handsome guy in this purple suit on. And I'm like, that looks like somebody I know. <laughs> That's outstanding right there. So, yeah. It's uh, Al Harrington, Keisha Walker on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. And Paris in studio with me here on the ride with JMV. Uh, you, you mentioned that maybe not so much NBA. Is it? Is it college? What, what do you find yourself kind of gravitating to basketball-wise, Al, more than anything when you're watching right now? I mean, for sure, it's NBA, right? I mean, it's everywhere. It's on the highlights on Instagram. But definitely, I'm watching more of these kids, high school kids. You okay. know what I'm saying? Just watching these youngsters coming up and just so I know who they are. And, you know, especially now that we can compete against them even in the summertime with the EYBL tournaments and stuff like that. So I'm definitely watching a lot more amateur hoops. Things worked out great for you, Al. There's no doubt about that. Was there ever a, a thought where – I don't want to say regret. That's too strong of a word. Was there ever a part of you that said, yeah, you know what? It'd been kind of cool to see what college hoop would have felt like at all. Did you ever think about that on any level? I mean, I think about it now more than anything, just because, like, you know, when the NCAA stuff come on, I have nobody to really root for. I sometimes think about, you know, I made it miss my opportunity to, you know, be the roommate with the guy that invented Uber. You know what I'm saying, but <laughs> but other than that, man, you know I, I don't I don't regret anything, man. My past is my past. Yeah, it 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 has been it's been great for you. There's no doubt about that. But you just seem like a basketball fan at at every single level. And I'm I'm curious when you were a McDonald's All American coming out of New Jersey, how have you things since you're paying attention to to basketball high school wise? How have things changed since that point to what you see and watch so much of today with those high school athletes? Uh, man, I mean, I just feel like they're way more athletic. They're way more skilled. Um, you know, they, the only thing that they lack is like they don't they don't know the game of basketball like they should or whatever. But when they talk about like from the skill level and the athletic ability, I mean, it's, it's totally different. It's like apples to oranges. <laughs> These kids are really, really talented. This younger generation, for sure. So Al Harrington, Keisha Walker with us. Amp is still in here, too. Go ahead and lob a hey, question. Hey, big kid, tell me about this event you got coming up, man, you and Keisha. That's what I want to know. I see this Celebrity Game-A-Thon All-Star 2024. Talk to me about that, man. Do I need to get my Pac-Man uh, game together? 
Yeah, man. Listen, man. We bringing out the, all the old school games, man. They want you to come out and the people to come out, come, you know, enjoy it. You know, obviously we're raising money for charity. So bring your checkbook to it. You know what I'm saying? All these years you've been out there. I know you can write a nice little check for us. <laughs> My checkbook. Come out and have fun, man. It's just, as long, long as you tell the people we're going to be there, we're gonna, it's going to be a success. So we just need you to support, man. Thank you. But I can tell you about my checkbook. It's going to do exactly what you did making a living. Bounce. (laughs) (laughs) So you might not want me to bring my checkbook, bro. You might just want me to be the voice to help get people there. So listen, so y'all got this event. Yeah, just bring that titanium credit card because you're right. You probably don't have a checkbook. Oh, see, that titanium see I, credit card. man, they hitting below the belt, JMB. They talking about titanium credit cards and all of that. Uh, so let me let me make sure. So I'm really looking at this and uh, the Celebrity Game a Thon All Star 2004 Saturday September I mean February 17th 4:30 to 7:30 p.m. And Keisha, tell me where this place is so people in Indianapolis may not have heard of it. Oh my gosh, 16-bit arcade. It's right downtown Indianapolis. It is an awesome space. It's two levels, two two full bars, lots of arcade games, some of the most nostalgic and popular arcade games that you you played. If anybody knew arcade games growing up, um, they've got any and all the best games to play. It's a great venue. Um, And I promise you, if you come out this Saturday between 4.30 and 7.30, you will be back again. I love the fact that we're doing something right there in downtown Indianapolis, so it's convenient to all the other amazing activities going around during All-Star. That is uh, Keisha Walker and Al Harrington with us. The voice you hear with me in studio is Ann Paris on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I'll get back to the event in a second, but I did want to talk with you, Al, about the big three. I think the last time I saw you play, you were a part of Ice Cube's big three. Did you enjoy that when you were playing it? Yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun to, you know, get back out there and compete, obviously, and, you know, play against, you know, some of the guys that I competed with. And, you know, I looked at it as an opportunity. Sometimes I didn't get a chance to go one-on-one with Amari Stoudemire as much as I would like, but in that environment, I was able to do it. So it was a lot of fun, man. I did it for the first two years, and then I decided to stop because I didn't want to get hurt (laughs) long-term. But uh, it, it was definitely a great experience. Yeah, you just get like Ice Cube. If it's his league and he's the endorser of it, it kind of seems like automatically go. That's going to be fun as hell. I got to do that. Do we lose him? Are they still there? It sounds like that they're gone right here. Hey, Ann Paris is in studio right now. We got uh, quality filler time until we get them back <laughs> on here. You yeah, doing all right? life is good, man. I'm here uh, promoting. I'm doing a thing with, you know, I'm doing some stuff with the yeah. Pacers uh, and, and giving away tickets to all-star events for this week, man, and uh, uh, tied into the Pacers and the Pacers Sports and Entertainment. So uh, we got Al back. Oh, oh, he's still yip-yapping yeah. right there. So, so what I'm good. doing, man, is uh, my foundation is uh, doing a thing where I have tickets. Uh, shout out to my people over there, Rick Fusion, uh, no, Mel yeah. Raines, and Todd Taylor. Uh, with the Pacer Sports and Entertainment, uh, they connected with my foundation, the Amparis Foundation. That's great. And what we're doing is... I, I tell you what, hold that thought, I think we do have Alan Keisha back, because you, you're not going anywhere. Put that microphone back in front of your grill right there. Come on. Uh, it's Alan Harrington and Keisha Walker rejoining us right now, too. Hey, Keisha, jump on here really quick. Make sure everybody knows once again, it's coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's downtown. It's arcade gaming and for a fantastic cause. Yep, it's um, Saturday, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. It's 16-bit arcade right in downtown Indianapolis, and they can go on Eventbrite to 
make donations, purchase tickets. If they love to buy, we've got reserved tables available, but they can go to Gameathon at Eventbrite.com and get their tickets. That's awesome. That really is. And and now, how often did you say you made it back to town with your still having family Uh, here? Yeah, my mom and everybody did, so I come at least uh, at least twice a year. So I'm in, I'm in town, you know, enough. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. Now, are you going to take in any of the events while you're in town this weekend besides the one that you're hosting? Yeah, I plan on going to All-Star Saturday night. Um, I may go to the game. Me and Jermaine are trying to get tickets, full tickets now. So, Ed, if you got a plug, hook us up. Yes. Um, Amp, did you hear that? They need tickets. Hey, 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 listen, Amp's got 19 phones working here like he's Adam Schefter right now, Al. So he got 19 phones in his hand. Yeah, Al Keisha needs a ticket, too. If anybody can get us in, Mr. Indianapolis can. Yeah, Al and Jermaine want in right now. you got to get them in. Al and Jermaine want in what? The All-Star game. What? I, come Man, on, yeah. We need floor seats, bro. They, they tell us. And then also, last thing I want to add, too, y'all, for real, Saturday is also my birthday. I'm turning 44 years old. Yeah, I knew. I was just going to ask you about that. Too. I was about yeah. to. My Aquarius brother. Yes, birthday vibes. Let me tell you this. When Al Harrington turns 44, the whole world is too damn old then, man. You got to be kidding me. 44? Hey, at that point, I got to stop calling him Big Kid, man. I got to change it up I used now. to call him Big Kid, JMV, because when he, when he first got drafted, he was our little young kid, and we have to we couldn't take him to the clubs he's or nothing. big adult now. <laughs> yeah, he's big and grown. <laughs> big and grown adult right there. Well, happy birthday. And I'm going to tell you, I, I am putting this to Ann Paris, who gets everything done, <laughs> to make sure that you and Jermaine are not disappointed in going to the All Star game, Al. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, don't forget Keisha. Don't forget Keisha. I'll, uh, I'll be the birthday sidekick. <laughs> hey, you guys! It's fantastic to talk with you, Al. Welcome back to town, Keisha. If you ever need anything from us, just don't hesitate to to drop us a line. It's always great to talk with you guys, and can't wait to be a part of that fun event on Saturday. You guys have a great time here. All right, thank you. Thank Please you, join us. We look forward to it, and thanks again for today. You got it. Thank you, guys. All right, family. It's uh, Al Harrington and Keisha Walker on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline, and that's Ann Paris in here. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, um, probably running around downtown Indy on an hourly basis as if his hair is on fire. The NBA head of event strategy, Joey Graziano, joins us. All right, what is it's Tuesday right now at what, uh, 434? What, what's your strategy today? What's happening? Uh, get my steps in. That's my strategy. Uh, <laughs> basically, for, from Monument Circle to Lucas Oil, I'm on, I'm on the hustle. I uh, got a great meeting in the Pacers office with the great Rick Houston, Mel Raines, and Todd Taylor in about uh, 20 minutes. So I'm, I'm hustling. Just was over at the convention center and saw 
crossover, spent my morning at Lucas Oil on our great LED court we have there prepared for the celebrity game on Saturday night, and I'll be in Cambridge in about a half hour. All right, to Joey Graziano, again, of the NBA, joins us. When you talked to Rick Fusion, did it sound like that this this is his mic drop, right, of his career? Because he's going to hang it up. And this, this I, whole I mean, thing is like his mic drop moment, is it not? What I know about Rick Fusion is a man only knows one speed. He goes hard, hard through the bat <laughs> uh, as an old, old baseball reference. So um, I don't think he's thinking about anything other than putting on the greatest all-star of all time. And I'm not thinking about anything other than uh, not disappointing him. No, 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 that's good, too, because uh, he always gets the job done. He has, for the better part of 40 years, 35, 40 years, I think it's 40 years, has just been so valuable around here and, and what he has done, what he has brought. So uh, it's going to be sad when he steps away. But, man, has he, he has developed a trend and a blueprint to greatness around here. Real Joey Graziano, the NBA head of event strategy, is with us. You mentioned over at Lucas Oil Stadium, I have begged and pleaded everybody, including Pacer general manager Chad Buchanan yesterday, to get the opportunity to shoot on that. I'm a big-time basketball player, play all the time. I want to shoot on that. I got the invite, but it's with a bunch of other nerds I think I'm hanging around with in the media, um, and they're not going to think about doing it. If I bring a ball, can I shoot on it? I mean, we're, we're a basketball we're a basketball company. It's always hoops first. Who's going to tell you no? Yeah, no, I, I mean saying. seriously, because I don't want to go to jail for it. Well, actually, I would. <laughs> no, I take that back. I think I would go to jail for it if somebody got mad. But I, I want to go and I want to shoot on that floor a little bit. Is there an opportunity there, Joey, for me? I mean, the question I'd have for you is: Are you going to hit? Because if you're going to hit, no one's going to tell you no. If it doesn't look pretty, that's when you may have problems. No, 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 no. I'm all yeah. I'm all day long. Um, hitting and shooting there. No, I, that, the, hitting's not going to be the problem. I'm just see. My problem is is the way that I look. It looks like that I'm not going to hit. It looks like I may end up denting the rim, or you need to repaint the rim after I shoot it. But I come in a really nice disguise. I'm like disguise. I can play, but it looks like I can't. So that's that. I just need to get in the door. I need to get down there in the door and on the floor. I feel like I feel like that sounds like you're perfect for the celebrity game, then you know. Like, oh, yes. like, like I we, am. We all, we all shapes and sizes come out to the celebrity game. Uh, some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment, but it always it doesn't always look pretty. No, no, no. And, and, and now, if you guys have somebody that doesn't show up, I'm I'm not a celebrity, but I could show up there and take somebody's spot if they don't show up. Uh, so you got me on that, right? You got my number. I, I have your number, and I, well, at the very least, I expect you to come down to NBA crossover at the convention center yes. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get up some shots with us. We got G League Park, the full G League setup. They're going to have a tournament. They're going to play games. We got 60 plus legend and player appearances happening there. So, at the very least, you can have a shot. Get us some shots where I shoot over at uh, at NBA crossover. All right, you just gave us a bit of a thumbnail sketch about what's going to be going on there. That's one of the things just beyond the game itself, you know, beyond the the slam dunk, the three-point shooting competition, all that entails NBA All-Star weekend, but a little bit more about the crossover for the folks that want to attend that. Yeah, the desire for crossovers, we think our fans are interested in what our players are interested in. Our players, they're as dynamic off the court as they are talented on it. They're fashion designers, they're artists, they're musicians, they're technologists, they're social justice advocates. We bring together all of those interests into one environment. I was just there, 350,000 square feet, um, 
35 partners are activating across 55 different activations. There's courts everywhere. We get a ball in your hand the minute you walk in. It's the hottest merchandise, 18 panels, 60-plus player and legend appearances, names like Isaiah Thomas, Roy Hibbert, Tyrese Halliburton will be here, the great Bill Walton will be walking through the door, types of exclusive collabs that you'll never see before. It's action-packed, and we're going to want you to spend there from morning to night. And then in the evenings, we've got our incredible crossover conversations. Um, and crossover concerts where we've got uh, T-Pain and Zed performing on Friday, Keith Urban and Walker Hayes during the day on Saturday, Jelly Roll on Saturday night, and then Sunday pregame is Little Wayne. Man, that is not, now how deeply entrenched are you with lining up the entertainment and the acts that you're bringing in? I spend a fair bit of time on it, but I've got an incredible team that does all the hard work. Uh, makes me look uh, halfway decent. I, wonder, I, I was going to ask you that. How difficult is it to bring in? Because you, you've got a who's who list on, on so many different levels. I mean, EDM, you know, country, uh, pop, rap. I mean, it's hip-hop. It's all in there, too. A, how do you figure that out? And, and B, how do you make all those puzzle pieces fit? For us, it's about having an authentic representation of who we are as a league and who this city is. And this is a, a deep and diverse league with our interests. And so we wanted to make sure our music lineup reflected those interests. And so certainly the great part about this event is this is one of the largest events in the world. More than $400 million in economic and earned media value going to be descending on this city. Over 125,000 fans from around the world, more than 34 countries coming in this is one of the biggest moments and we know for these artists this is an incredible global platform so the, the great opportunity is we have so much interest from our entertainment uh, across the celebrity game who's performing at all-star uh, the all-star game and all-star saturday night and then certainly across crossover it's just this great moment and we're excited to put indy on the world stage so john graziano the nba head of event strategies joining us talking about everything that you can do including that crossover on this nba all-star weekend here in indianapolis downtown should be absolutely lit now who comes up with the celebrities for the celebrity game is that a part of your itinerary too no i've got a great entertainment team um, that puts that on wanting to make sure we've got the great entertainers we've got incredible athletes both current nfl players um and then obviously also some of the new media, the influencers who really speak to our young fans that we know is such a differentiator about the NBA is how young and how global our fan base is. Um, have you guys performed or had two courts going utilized in a stadium before, like what is going to happen at Lucas Oil Stadium? No, I think what's exciting about what Lucas Oil is this incredible multi-purpose, uh, multi-purpose arena. We're taking and bringing in this grand new piece of technology that we haven't worked with before that we have been testing and working on and designing for months that we're going to unveil with the celebrity game and then really showcase to the world on All-Star Saturday night. But on the other side, we've got 24-hour days of service. We're going to pack a million meals on the other side of Lucas Oil. We've got uh, two additional pacers and the fever court that are going to be there. We're going to run junior NBA and youth tournaments and our NBA experiences business, bringing fans around the world to get fans on the court, shoot around with legends and players like Bill Walton, uh, Detlef Shrimp, these big names (laughs) in our sport. Rick Smith will be there. Um, Pacers legends. So we can't believe you're going to be all in one building, and that's what's exciting about what we're doing at Lucas Oil. Is where, where does what you're doing and putting together for the entirety of the weekend? Where does it rank as far as raising the bar for this event? Are, are you going even further than for this event 
this weekend event we've ever seen before? Is that what's going on here? This will be the most fan-first All-Star we've ever put on. 190,000 ticketed opportunities throughout the weekend, all hosted on NBAevents.com. And the focus has been on the fan. And to me, it's the incredible leadership and the commitment of Herb Simon and the Simon family. You know, more than 40 years of dedication to this city. And they're focused. To be able to think about what I consider one of the great basketball venues, not just in the NBA, but on earth, at Gamebridge Fieldhouse and all the investment that they've made, but yet to decide that to move All-Star Saturday night, one of the most signature basketball events on earth, into Lucas Oil was a testament of selfless love and leadership because they wanted more fans to be able to experience it and more Hoosiers to be able to come down and experience. It's just an incredible statement of leadership. And so this is emanated from them and how they think about this community and, and get and their Hoosiers across all 92 counties. And so this will be the most fan-first All-Star we've ever put on. How long have you been here in, in putting all of this together to where you are right now? Uh, I got here mid-January. Um, moved into the downtown area, got a great little setup going on there, um, and, and been able to experience all the tremendous parts of Indianapolis. We've been planning this event for some of us for, for seven years, um, in particular with our Pacers leadership. So it's been something we've been putting on, but certainly for me the last month has been very intense, and I could not I could not love this city anymore. It is incredible when we think about it. And again, Joey Graziano joins us. I was 15, Joey, when the last NBA All Star Weekend was here in 1985. And and certainly, I mean, you're still a young man, baby. Yeah, so well, why? yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I can still shoot from deep. I, I I can do the NBA three point line too. I don't need the high school or the college. I can do the NBA. But what I remember out of that, it was certainly more of the players and the personalities, and that was just a different different era altogether but to see the way this has evolved to where it is right now and and what it has turned into is absolutely incredible yeah and i think also the the recognition on our part that we also needed to maintain what is so unique about this event which is really it starts with the players and putting the best players in the world on the court at the same time. And so our focus on sunday is back to that east first west championship. We're going to be really proud of the product that gets put on the floor, the competitiveness of the game. We're excited about that. And so all of these other incredible elements that make this truly one of the best entertainment weekends of the entire year is outstanding. But at its core, this is about the game and about hoops, and it certainly should be when you're in Indiana. So have you already started on next year's All-Star Weekend? We have. We have uh, our our great – we call it our future host program, and we have those hosts uh, actually coming in to Indianapolis – uh, to be able to experience everything, to learn from this city, from its political leaders, to learn from the Pacers. So we have our future host program and a whole part of my team that's dedicated just to those future hosts. All right, Joey, so you're going to Gamebridge Fieldhouse right after this conversation. Is that what I gather? Uh, I am. I am. You want me to tell Rick and Mel something for you? Yeah, please do. Tell. T- no, ser- this is serious. This is serious business. Make sure that Rick knows that I want to shoot on that LED floor. Over I will let Luca, him know. Yeah, make sure he knows that, and he probably will say, "Well, tell him to blank off." But hopefully, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, he won't, and he'll help get that done. Because I, I really, I want to do that. So let let Rick know. Say, hey, your good friend JMV is really politicking to shoot on that floor at Lucas Oil Stadium. He is. I mean, he's begging me for you to get that done. Okay. Amen. You got it, Joey. Keep in touch, man. I'm sure I'll see you run into you at some point downtown this weekend. But a job well done. We cannot wait till all of this gets underway. 
Thank you for all the friendship. We couldn't be more excited. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Greg Raystraw's got a busy week for sure lined up. I bet he joins us now. Where do we begin with this week that's going to be for you? Well, this week is is largely kind of pushed towards the weekend. So I've got Pike and Lawrence North coming up on Friday night. Yeah. Then I head down the JMV Memorial Highway, the Redneck Autobahn, to Evansville for the wrestling state finals, which moved to Evansville for a year because of NBA All-Star festivities. And then I am back in the IHSA studios for the boys pairing show on what is Truly Super Sunday in the state of Indiana, since at 1 o'clock Purdue plays, at 3 o'clock IU plays, at 5 o'clock it's the pairing show, and at 8 o'clock it's the All-Star game. So is uh, the wrestling state finals kind of like Vision Quest in 1985? Is there anything like that? Well, you know, I am the Matt reporter uh, for the IHSAA for this production. Wait, well, you're the Matt? There's a Matt reporter? Seriously. I am the, it is the hardest gig, and by hardest, I mean easiest that I have all year, John. I have to interview 14 individual champions, the Mental Attitude Award winner, the team uh, team championship winning uh, coach, and I do about 30 seconds at the top of the broadcast with some sort of storyline. That's the heavy lifting that I do on Saturday night in Evansville. Hey, Greg, is the shocker an illegal maneuver in wrestling at any level? I'm pretty sure the shocker is illegal in, in, in most aspects of life, John, <laughs> I would think. <laughs> That's great. I thought sure you'd be going to Southport for the semi-state. Not sure. We at ISC are producing that for our friends at the IHSAA. But in all seriousness, I, I have told the folks that I just say, listen, you, I will go where you feel my services are, are most beneficial to you. If that's doing play-by-play for a semi-state, yeah. I will go do that. If that is being the, uh, the, the rinkside reporter at the Ford Center in Evansville, then that's what I will do. And they have opted to place me at the state championship broadcast. I will then double back to girls basketball the following week as I'll have the television call for the 1A and 2A. Girls State Championships back at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Yeah, LC, Plainfield, Senegal, Franklin, Southport. Uh, it's going to be massive. Uh, you heard me talk about Lawrence Central and how good they are. You know, they are number one in both the uh, the AP and the coaches poll, which obviously are done once the regular season is over. The Sagarin keeps updating, so I haven't looked at it this week, but as of last week, Center Grove was number one in, in terms of that rating. So Yeah, they looked you know, at last I, I weekend. I saw them last weekend at Bedford. They looked apart. I, Bedford's not as good as they were no. a year ago that I saw, certainly, that won the uh, the state title. But, uh, man, CG was really good on Saturday. And if you if you beat Bedford in their building like that, you get everybody's attention. So, yeah. uh, you know, LC and Center Grove are the favorites. LC plays Plainfield. Center Grove plays Franklin. Center Grove and Franklin split a couple of matchups this year. Uh, and so it's not a guarantee that Center Grove makes it past. Not a guarantee that LC beats Plainfield. 
but I think it's going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere and a really good crowd with those four teams in such close proximity uh, to Southport Field. I got to hang out with our mutual friend Ted Bishop because Franklin was down at BNL when they uh, they absolutely ran roughshod over Evansville North. So I saw him for a couple of minutes on Saturday too. I'm just glad that Ted is up and ambulatory because yeah. he's rehabbing an injury. That's good to hear. Looking good. He was really looking good. It's a Greg Rakestraw with us. When do you and Bob have the sectional pairing show? That's going to be coming up, right, for the boys? That would be 5 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. So oh, This Sunday afternoon? Of, uh, Whoa. Know, and the, what's that? This Sunday afternoon? This Sunday afternoon, yes, sir. Mm. Well done. That yeah. really feels yeah. good right there. I like that. It happens quickly. Uh, and so we are the warm-up act for the All-Star game uh, coming up here on the radio station on uh, on Sunday afternoon. So uh, I'm about 15 sectionals into prep, so i got 49 more to go uh, at some point in time over the next three or four days. <laughs> Greg, Greg Straws on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Who's front-runner for you in terms of – I know before you even have the draw, it's one thing, but who's the front-runner to win uh, class-wise in each for you when the fellows get things underway officially? You know, this is the year of, of amazing parity. Um, I, I would say in 2A, it's Brownstown Central just because their losses have typically been to larger competition – or in large part because Jack Benner wasn't playing since he missed time in, in December and even in early January um, with a couple of different injuries. Uh, but I'm not sure if at full strength anybody in 2A handle them because they've got more talent than just him. They've got more size than just him. You know, Tipton's really good in 2A as well. Wapahani's pretty good in 2A, but I think Brownstown Central at full speed is the best team in the state, maybe even outside of 4A. In 3A, Burbuff is in the conversation. Garen Catholic, last year's runners-up, uh, would be in the conversation. Danville is in the conversation. A lot of good 3A teams locally. In terms of single-A, after a couple of down years, by their standards, Bar Reeves pretty good again. Best player in 1A might be Josiah Dunham from Evansville Christian. Uh, that certainly merits some conversation. Lutheran's your defending champ, but there's not exact, they're not guaranteed to get out of their section. I think they're pretty good, but they got Tinley and Greenwood Christian in their group. And I haven't gotten to 4A yet. Because in 4A, you know, we were all kind of circling Fishers and Lawrence North, and they play each other tonight. LN has now lost twice in the course of the last couple of weeks. Carmel got them on February the 1st. Ben Davis got them uh, last Friday night. I did that game on, on ISC and my TV. So th- this is not last year where it was, hey, it's Ben Davis, and we're going to see, you know, just how good Ben Davis is, and we did. They finished 33-0. and Ben Davis is, is one of the all-time teams in Indiana high school basketball history. There's not that team this year. But what there is is there are several very good teams, a lot of them here in the central Indiana area, which means that sectionals, especially the Hamilton County one, sectional eight, and sectional ten, where I usually hang out, which is at Lawrence North this year, I think both those couple of weeks are now going to be absolutely outstanding. He is Greg Rakestraw on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Coming up tonight, it's uh, Fox Sports 1 with number 4 Marquette and Butler. It seems like that Thad, at this point of the season, has found a groove for his guys. They they muscle up and play a, a great brand of old man basketball, and we have seen a level of success certainly recently in them doing that on the offensive end. And we already know that they got that win on the road at Marquette earlier this year. Size up this matchup, which is of ultra importance at Hinkle tonight. Well, again, you, you reference old man basketball, and you mean that as the highest form of compliment, and I agree exactly. with that. Uh, and, and again, when when you 
you know, dip into the transfer portal and basically find yourself a whole new roster. That's exactly what you had in mind, that, that this group, you figured there would take some time to figure out how to play off of each other, but you kind of knew the talent that you had. And so the group has figured it out. Uh, and so in, in one sense, you're kind of pleasantly surprised at how far this team has come from last year. But it's not the same team. It's the same school name. They play in the same great building, but it's a completely different basketball team. And so, you know, this group is kind of finally living up to expectations. Um, they're going to get Marquette's best effort. And Marquette, you know, that, that win for Butler keeps getting better because Marquette basically really hasn't lost that much uh, since, since they and Butler got together early in Big East play. So even though it's the home game, I, I, I kind of think it's a house money game for Butler. Because if you lose, well, you got beat by a team that's probably number two seed in the upcoming tournament. Not exactly a bad loss. If you sweep them, now we're talking about maybe Butler's thinking about like a six or seven seed. You know, they're no longer on the, I don't think they're in the bubble conversation anyway, but your seeding will skyrocket if you win this one. So just keep doing what you've been doing if you're Butler and notice that those crowds have been coming back enthusiastically at Hinkle Fieldhouse and see if you can use that support in tonight's contest. So Greg Rakestraw with us. Indiana State ranked for the first time since 1979. We talked about that, which is great for the program. It's great for the university. Great for Terre Haute, Terra Dice itself. Now, do you think this team remains unbeaten until we're over there on the 3rd of March to watch them against Murray State close out the regular season? You know, I, I mean, they're already through with Drake. I think they, are they already through with Bradley? Got to go yeah, to Bradley Southern Illinois on Saturday, and really Southern Illinois and Carbondale is – that's going to be tough right there. That is the right. toughest remaining, no doubt. You know, and, and they're a team that they handled rather easily because they played in the early window of conference play back in late November, early December. You can get through Carbondale, uh, and, I, and I think if they run the table, I think they're a tournament team. Um, again, they're – you mentioned their, their their AP ranking, which is massive for promotion of the university and for alumni and fans such as yourself to celebrate, but it's the net ranking that is most important. I think that net ranking is 20 right now, uh, and that doesn't mean they're going to be a five seed, but that means if, if you're rated that high, especially in a year where a lot of the back half of Power 5 conferences simply aren't that good, other than the Big 12, it means you're inching closer to – not having to sweat out Arch Madness and Selection Sunday as much. I, I think Josh Church rather would not go through that, but I, I think it's looking more and more like this might be an at-large team if something does not go well over in St. Louis. Greg, I'm not sure this quote sticks firmly to Joe Lenardi, but it's in the ballpark, and for the sake of this question, and I'm sure your comment, it does spark a bit of a debate. And I'm going to ask you this, too. He had mentioned that the Sycamores could win 20 consecutive. And without winning the Mo Valley Conference Tournament, they would not get an at-large. Where would they sit right now? How far would they have to go and remain unbeaten to legitimately get that at-large? You mentioned the net rating, too. I'm just going by what Lenardi said, I think, last week. And he still has them in as the champion, which is going to be tough in St. Louis it always is can they find a path to get in as an at-large i think if they finish missouri valley play with just the one loss at Drake, if they go through what the last 17 16 games of valley play after the christmas break and basically your losses are on the road at drake and i want to say 
Drake and Bradley are like 51 and 60 in the net right now. Um, and your other losses are at Alabama, uh, who is in contention for a very high seed, at Michigan State, who's probably six, seven, eight seed conversation right now. Those are your losses. Again, I, I, I do think that Indiana State is helped by the fact we're saying, hey, the Pac 12's not getting many bids, the Big Ten's not getting, getting as many bids. The ACC is not going to get all that many bids. Those bids have to go somewhere. They're not all going to get gobbled up by the Mountain West. There might be a five- or six-bid league this year. Um, Those bids got to go somewhere. And so I think if Indiana State runs the table to get to St. Louis – I think they'll get an at-large bid if they do not win three consecutive games as part of Arch Madness. Yes, Greg Rexroll with us. Before I let you go, anything else we're missing right here? I'm not going to get into Purdue and IU because I think we know where both stand right now right. fairly uh, I mean, firmly. It, so No, I, I mean, it, at this point, you know, I, I, I almost think kind of the the intrigue, so to speak, is really more so about Indiana State. And, again, I, I think everybody kind of, you know, thinks, hey, you know what? Don't, don't sweat it. Just go win the Arch Madness. You don't have to worry about it. And then you're talking about, hey, maybe you get to be, maybe you're in the eight nine game. Maybe you get to be a home team in uh, in the opening round of the tournament. That's the type of seating we're talking about for Indiana State. I think Butler is in. I think Purdue's a one seed. I think Purdue's playing through Indianapolis. I'm not sure how much quote unquote intrigue you you love seeing your team play well and win games. If you're a Butler fan or a Purdue fan, but you have successfully put yourself in position. I think you kind of know what you are at this point. It's Indiana State is the one where you're like, hey, you're hopeful this run continues, and you give, you have given yourself the rare cushion where you don't have to win your conference tournament just to make the show. So Greg Rakestraw, who's got Matt side coverage coming up on Saturday from the Ford Center in the Pocket City. Well done. Thank you. And then Sunday, he and Bob Lovell with the sectional pairings, for the fellas, it is that time of year. Always good to hear from you, too. I'm assuming if you're going to be in Evansville, you're going to get back here in time to make a call? Uh, the thing is, is I'm kind of like on the air like during like the entirety of the show. So I actually will try to call you early in the show. Nice. Remember, I'm an hour behind you. So we don't like you know, kick off the festivities till like 8 o'clock Eastern time. So there may be a pre-state finals phone call delivered to the show. This love week. Evansville. I love Vandenberg County. And uh, when you uh, drive by the 45 exit, give a nice little subtle wave toward Owensburg, and uh, I'll appreciate that. So, just how far is said exit from the uh, the JMV family compound in Greenville? About four or five miles. Okay, four or five miles. So if you go, you get off on 45 and go south. So, so that means there's two houses, three houses between there and, and your place. That's, that's how many. <laughs> Little bit of ways right there, but yeah, not not too far whatsoever. Where uh, where G is down there right now, holding down the fort. I'll, I'll honk once on the way down Saturday and once on the way back on Sunday. You got it, buddy. Appreciate you. See ya. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.